0: It's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ron S. Mako Chan and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everybody, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 586. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, the geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Ma S.
1: I'm Ari Rockefeller.
0: And I am mako And how is everybody doing tonight? Meh. Okay, Ari, tell us how you really feel.
1: I'll get to that.
0: Hmm. I thought I had some rough days. <sighs> wow, then let's see what do we have here mm, i see that all right anywho let's kind of get into the thicket of things tonight shall we we are sure. li- wonderful we are live tonight week of april 25th 2023 right here on twitch tv we're here live tuesdays from 9 to 10 30 p.m eastern you can always find our show here at twitch tv slash anime jam session we're also part And proud to be part of the Voice of Geeks Network at vognetwork.com. And they're also on Twitch as well. You can always find them at twitch.tv slash vognetwork. They kick things off on Sunday nights with uh, the Bobby Blackwolf show at 8, followed by Orange Lounge Radio at 9. And come hang out in our Discord at vognetwork.com slash discord. Every show that's part of the Voice of Geeks Network has their own channel. So come through, hang out, and have a good time. I think it might be time for us to open up that pool once again.
1: So. Almost. Mm. Memorial, Memorial Day will be around on us before we know it.
0: Eh, most definitely. Alright, now that we got that all out the way, let's kick things off with how was your week, how was your day,
1: Ari? Uh, well, what about the, about the only good thing that happened to me was that, was that I got paid. Mm. But that's not what was making me scream into a pillow. Just now,
0: your your beloved sushi pillow.
1: <sighs> that was the only thing I had nearby. Makes sense. Anyhow, um, like I said, I, I may have said last time that uh, my bathroom was being repaired. Yeah. Well, this past Wednesday, it was like the repair started, mm-hmm. but the, what they did was they you know tore down, like tore off the tile, tore down the wall, you know, had to put all new sheetrock and whatnot in it. Mm. And uh, this is gonna. Now we knew that I knew this was gonna. This is gonna happen over a couple of days. Right. So I was okay with that. The only problem was I only had access to my toilet, and uh, so I haven't been able to get washed properly. And it's just make me feel gross and disgusting for the past few days. And I really don't know how people can brag about, you know, not showering for the length of a con or some shit like that. Mm. I, I really don't know how they do it. I so much just not wash my hair at day and I'm like oh god this feels disgusting.
0: <sighs> trust you know, me I have been hey, there a couple you're of times. You're
1: looking at me kind of strange like no
0: I'm not no no All right so here's the thing. I follow Star Trek online on Facebook. They made an announcement that there's something with the server so only half only half something about patching the servers the game or whatever. But they linked it from Neverwinter Nights. So, oh, the wrong, the social media manager posted the wrong link, and I'm just like, uh, Neverwinter Nights? And somebody went, no, is a free-to-play MMO. Neverwinter Nights is an old RPG. And I'm just like, either or, it's still the wrong link.
1: <laughs> okay, then. Anyhow, and well, basically what they did, like, after they put the sheetrock up, they put one of those, like, you know the bath that are kind of wraps on it. Like I still have a bathtub, but now I have, you know, a nice single sheet of you know, water-resistant plastic on two walls mm-hmm. instead of uh, you know, the tile that that might fall apart later. Right. But hey, I did get him to put in the shower head I had purchased uh, on my own just just for that occasion. I haven't got a chance to use it yet, but that's not here nor there. Now, like today is like today maybe Tuesday last. You know, they'll put the finishing touches on it because he still has to, you know, sand off some parts and wait for paint to dry on other mm. things. So I'm just, you know, very patiently waiting for this thing to get finished. And that was, like, the... but that's not what, you know, it was driving me to insanity. What this was? This past Sunday, I had caught a, uh, some kind of charge on my account for $1. Yeah. I don't know what it was from. I didn't recognize it, but it was immediately, you know, reversed mm-hmm. by uh, Wells Fargo. Right. I called him up to ask about it. and Like, yeah, we flagged this as fraudulent. And like, okay, so there's nothing else you've done, right? I mean, they're like, yeah, we completely canceled your card and we'll have to send you out a new one. I'm like,
0: isn't that the second time that's happened to you?
1: Yeah, okay. it is. I'm like, you didn't have to do all that. I'm like, yeah, we didn't, but we did. Eh. And I'm like, oh my fucking god. And they said, and I had to, you know, pretty much negotiate with these people like they're freaking terrorists or something to be like, okay, we'll have it rushed out to you FedEx within the next three days. hmm Now today was they we were supposed to come and drop it off. Right. But, but in the order it happened was. The like the driver pulls up, the driver leaves, the driver says, I couldn't they couldn't deliver the package. At around nine at around ten o'clock, I woke up today. So yeah, I woke up without knowing that they had even swung by. And there was like and I'm looking at the, the stats that they sent me like there was an attempt. No, there wasn't. So I'm like calling like like speaking like three or four different people in FedEx. You know, asking me, like, where the hell is this going? I'm like, like, I can't wait for this anymore, people. This is my money, and I'm worried. Like, that's a big concern for mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. And again, I had to negotiate them down to, okay, we'll try to have the guy come back maybe by uh, 2 o'clock, like 2 o'clock to 2.30, because it was either that or wait until the guy got done his shift at around 4-ish and drive to the nearest FedEx station where he would have the other packages and pick it up sometime after 4.30 and I'm like, I can't do this either! And like my eyes twitch, I'm getting a freaking migraine and whatnot. So I finally catch the guy at around 2-ish mm-hmm. and I have to, and once I get the card and get it reactivated, I have to go through all the things where my credit card information was stored and, you know, re-enter it so I don't suddenly lose service with something. Right. All because the bank overreacted over a $1 charge.
0: Hmm.
1: See? And I ended up buying Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster on the Switch to help make myself feel better.
0: And I get that.
1: It's been working so far. I'm, like, about an hour or so into the first game.
0: Yeah, I finished 1, 2. I'm at the end of 3 because I have FF3 for DS. Got my uh-huh. ass handed to me by the final boss. I said, fuck it. Played a little bit of 4. Never finished. Never started 5. Quarter ways through 6.
1: Finished. Did you suplex the train? Yes, I did. Yes.
0: <laughs> Completed 7. Uh. Didn't start on 9. I refuse to deal with 10. 10-2, I'm halfway through. 12, I started, then my roommate took over and finished the game. 13, I started, and roommate took over and finished the game. 13-2 and 13-3 are sitting here, and I just hadn't started it because I realized my PS3 sounds like a jet engine, so now <laughs> I I actually think I have it. I think I have physical copies of it for 360. Where if you pop it in your Xbox, you get the HD versions of it. At least I think I have them. I'm gonna have to go look. I mean, granted, I could get them dirt cheap digitally, but there are some games that are tangible that I'd like to buy, like to hold on to. You
1: know. But yeah, that was like. Mm-hmm. So yeah, dealing with both Wells Fargo and FedEx has undoubtedly turned a lot of my hair gray. And I still feel dirty as fuck all. And, well, I had to take off from work today so I could be home for the expedited shipping because they said, hey, we have to have someone to sign for this. Yeah,
0: given what that is. See, if it yeah. was me, after getting that card, I would have gone to the gym, had a hot shower, worked out, had a hot shower, and gone home.
1: The, the the showers at the gym don't. I feel like they don't really get me clean.
0: But at least quickly. it's well, probably slightly cleaner than the normal than what you've been doing, which I totally get. I do know, and I
1: and I I wouldn't even think of going to the pool in this state because mm. the the friggin' smell of chlorine yeah. clings to me even after I get showered. Yeah,
0: see, up. no, and I totally get that. I just know. Thankfully, my bank. If uh, let's say that that has happened to me before. Like, I know there's been a couple of times, like, there's been a fraudulent or whatever. They have reversed the transaction and just let it be. Now, if it happens again within a certain time frame, they will tell me, go into the branch, tell them what happened, and they will issue me a new card right then and there. My bank does that, thankfully. And in the event they couldn't do it, I, I would probably not flip out. Because I would probably write myself a check for, like, 60 bucks to have in my pocket. Or, as much as I hate to, depend on my credit cards for, like, between the period of not having a card. Or, one thing I have, I actually have is a PayPal debit card. And that's linked to my checking account. So, at least, it's like well, at least I have this.
1: Well, I wasn't, like, go- yeah. I, I yeah. had off t- yeah. yesterday, and mm-hmm. I took off today so i wasn't going anywhere so right. i didn't have that much money to spend it I didn't have any True. place to spend money anyway so no, but
0: but y- yeah but you know what i mean though uh,
1: so yeah hopefully next time i'm on i'll have some better news to talk about
0: yeah. and now it got me thinking i remember i don't always check my accounts because I know what I'm buying. I know what I'm spending. The only time I really check is like when I get paid and I figure out the bills and so forth and I will scan a couple of weeks because I know what I'm buying. It's like it's not like I'm buying lunch at, you know. And I remember one time I saw this charge for like $65 on my I'm just like what the f-? It was for some prepaid uh, prepaid I'm like no, nah, this ain't me. This this sure as hell ain't me, so. But you know.
1: So yeah, that's how yeah. my weekend day's mm. been going.
0: Gotcha, Mako Chan. How was your week? How was your day?
2: Um, week has been okay. Uh, <clears throat> we were going to do some work outside mm-hmm. this
0: weekend
2: and uh, start getting that all cleaned up. Yeah. Except that it rained.
0: Of course it rained.
2: Yeah. So, um, basically, I did a little bit of cleaning around the house, um, and then played a shit ton of Persona 5, Mm. very close to being done with the game, and then I'm going to restart it.
0: New Game Plus?
2: New Game Plus with uh, Japanese audio, and I might stream it. I I haven't decided on that yet. Uh, but other than that, um, I finally got notification that the five pop figures that I ordered over three years ago are wow. finally being shipped to me. Yeah. So I'm very, very excited about that. And I'm, you know, very happy because uh, we actually, um, I-, I got an email from the company they're like uh yeah so we're going out of business so oh, whatever sh- pop figures we have in the warehouse we're gonna send them out and uh if we can get you know the ones that are still on order in then we'll send those out too i'm just like son of a bitch i can't win but then i got the notification that all five of them should be in the
0: shipment well that's good but still that is fucking wild yeah yeah
2: so uh yeah i mean uh, other than that i uh basically just we were going to be working outside this weekend too and it's supposed to rain all weekend so uh, i might have another weekend of uh, nothing to do or we might be painting in that room don't know yet but yeah it's it's just been it's been a hell of a week
0: For a split second, I'm like, it ain't gonna rain this weekend. I don't believe you. I pull up, um, Forecast Fox. Son of a bitch.
2: Oh, yeah. Like, all freaking weekend, it's supposed to be raining.
0: (sighs) Motherfucker.
2: Yeah, when I looked at it earlier today, it was Saturday, Sunday, and potentially into Monday. Looking at it now, it's... Friday, Saturday, Sunday and potentially into Monday.
0: From where I'm seeing it's just Saturday and Sunday. I don't know about Monday cuz it's 7 days from today Wh- whatever. I yeah. I have it set for 7 days including today. So now and the only reason why I'm I'm cursing is because I have a convention this weekend and it's not one of those cons where even if there's rain you can stay inside. No, you can't do that at this convention. Not the ones where there's a convention center and the hotel is like a few feet away. Thankfully, I, I booked at the closest, ho- the closer one, so the walk isn't that bad. But still, oh jeez, you know,
2: Tabby Cat. I think you will see all of them, but me.
0: <laughs> um, she's asking why you're not on. Oh wait, they're not asking why you're not on screen. No. Oh, who will I see at Castle Point? I'm sorry. I had to minimize the screen so I was looking at something else. I will be at Castle Point. Uh, Cynonite will be at Castle Point. The others will be chilling at home. So, I will be running around probably wearing my Luigi hat or my Artemis hat with my Vogue staff shirt. And Omnia Style says get your anime-themed umbrellas. If you go on to AliExpress, you can get them. You will get them.
1: I have a I have an umbrella that's a sheet that looks like a katana.
0: I want one of those. I I really do. Say hi at the DerpyCon table. I will come by. Alright, so my weekend day has been the same old work and so forth. I've been editing convention photos from Kai Khan, and Friday is done. Saturday is done. I have to work on the masquerade, and I have to work on Sunday photos. I would like to attempt to get some of the masquerade photos worked on tomorrow night before things. I go off into the wild blue cosplay yonder. Um, see, what all did I do? I kind of cleaned up around here. Which, is, which doesn't say for much because my place is a cluttered mess given all the stuff that I buy, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, one thing was, Sunday, I actually, let's see if I remember correctly, yes, Sunday, I went out and met up with a friend, an online, a, an internet friend I have known for years, you know, and I and. One day I know we, we we were friends on Twitter. I just happened to uh search her Twitter name on on Facebook and I found her. We've been Facebook friends ever since. So she's in town with her husband celebrating their 1 year anniversary and I was just like, y'all are here? You ain't tell me? So we kind of started <laughs> to talk a little, you know. He, here here's the thing about about meeting up with people. I don't expect to be at the forefront of anybody's plans. Like, oh, we need to meet up with Ronma if we're in the city. Don't even worry about that. If I find out you're in the city, if you're in the city on business, I will reach out and be like, look, do you want to meet up for a grab food, this or that? If not, don't worry about it. Because I understand if you're here on business, quote unquote business, like, couple, like a friend of mine, they, they were here to buy for fabric shopping and they were only here for like one day. I kind of could have found them and hung out with them for like 10 minutes and gone back home, which is stuff I have done before, because it gets me out the house. But if you're here for other, I'm like, Let, let's meet up. Let me know what's going on. You know, that's all it is. And if we can meet up, that's great. If not, I'm not even worrying about it. So, and that, that was basically been um, my week and day for the most part. Oh, and I found some books at work that I will be shipping off to Dark Sakura hopefully this week. I was, and I say hopefully because I am on a 10 to 7 shift again this week. So. Not fun. Well, it is, but at the same time, it's not. It Tip, because it used to be, the way it's supposed to be, there's three techs in the office, and basically one person has to work to 10 to 7, but the issue is after a while, you don't want to work that, so we go in the rotating schedules. The way it's supposed to be is each person does a week of 10 to 7, which is fair. Now, because I have prior commitments on Monday and Tuesday nights, and I told my boss I cannot change that, Monday I'm kind of flexible on, Tuesdays absolutely not. So, it used to be I would work 10 to 7 Wednesday to Friday for 2 weeks. One tech would do 2 days normal would do 2 days of a normal shift and a whole week of a normal shift. No, no no no. Something like that. One tech would just do a solid week of 10 to 7 and it would rotate. It basically be where each tech except for me would do 5 days 10 to 7 except for me I would do 6 days so it's not so bad now there's only 2 of us so basically I do 3 weeks of Wednesday to Friday of 10 to 7 which gives me 9 days and the other tech he does a solid week of 10 to 7 which is 5 days and he does 3 weeks of 10 to 7 of Monday and Tuesday gives him a total of 11 days and I didn't realize how much of a quote unquote crimp that would put in my plans. And I'd say crimp because there are times where I would need to leave at six to hit the post office or I gotta go do this, do some shopping, whatever. It's just that I got so used to being home by seven and not eight. And if I'm out late on a normal shift, and I come home by like eight, eight o'clock instead of nine o'clock, it's not so bad. So but on the plus side. I do get extra 30 to 60 minutes of sleep. I don't have to get up until like 7.30, 730 basically. So, you know. And that's been my week and day. So, we're going to go ahead and kick things up. And we're going to get into some housekeeping notes here. Uh, don't forget, episode, ep- episodes of Anime Jam Session are available on our podcast feed. to uh, Which is usually around tonight. So by the time you're hearing this, it's already on the feed. The video portion of this and all the episodes are available on YouTube Thursdays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. And also, don't forget, we have some conventions coming up on our 2023 convention tour. Uh, Let me pull the list back up again, even though I should know off the top of my head. This weekend, we'll be at Castle Point Anime Convention in Secaucus, New Jersey. And next week, we will be at CograCon. At uh, Middlesex Community College, on sa- that next sat that following Saturday, and I believe the twenty first, we will be at uh CloverCon. Small con it's really fun. We like to have our good times Eight with that. Second, I think it's what
2: twenty second. I think
0: the twenty second. Twenty first. Yeah, that's why I figured the twenty first because I know it's on a Sunday. Yep. I actually thought it was on a different day because. When you, look, when you when you Google the con, it has an older date up, up in the upper right-hand side. I'm like, wait, that's not right.
2: Yeah, no, it's not updated.
0: Yeah. And Omni Asylum says, Animazement is the weekend after. I need to take a trip down to Animazement again, even though people have said it is not the same as it used to be. Eh, that's okay. I don't mind. I legitimately don't mind. Alright, so now that we get that out of the way, uh, let's get into. there. We, let me fix this for a second here. There we go. Uh, let's get into um, Geek Roundtable. Yes. This is the part of the show where we talk more of more our geekier aspects of our life and cool geeky stuff we want to share. So, um, Ari, what do you have for uh, Geek Roundtable? And a, a message here. Uh, Kali- P says I don't update the CloverCon website anymore. I'm retired.
1: Oh. <laughs> ah. Okay then. So uh, I backed, so one of the uh, projects I backed on Kickstarter actually shipped out recently and it came today. It's a uh, board game called Hegemony. Yeah. Which is, uh, it's about uh, leading your country through various crises, you know, War, things like wars, financial uh, issues. Why did my friggin' thing go off? No, um, trust me, I
0: know that feeling.
1: And uh, this was the. Uh, and I got, like, you know, I got like one of the earlier things. So I got the uh, expansion. Like it came with one, comes with one of the expansions to it mm-hmm. already built into the game. The uh, crisis and control section. I haven't opened it you know, As you can see, it's still in its uh, shrink wrap. So, uh, you know. The, and one of the other expansions they came with is a called Historical Events, mm. and like I said, you notice the size of the box here. This is, like, this is the other thing, the other expansion that they sent me. It's this big.
0: <laughs> wow. Quite the uh,
1: size differential. But again, I haven't really torn it open and got to look through it with uh, everything that's been going on. So, <laughs> I'm sure that time, like, I'll get to it soon.
0: All right, so is it the boys again there, uh, Mako-cho? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, um, I, the last couple of weeks, they were actually out and active. And of course, I put the camera on them this week, and they're not.
0: They, they're they're wise tricks, woman.
2: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, like, my shoulder hurts, and I'm tired. So I didn't feel like looking for something. Um, but I, I as soon as I get the new pops, I'll have new pops to show off. <laughs> mm.
0: Wait, why is your shoulder hurting? <laughs> um, what did you do?
2: <laughs> so, um at work, my desk is really, really close to the copy machine. So I kind of push off my desk while I'm in my chair and roll to the coffee uh, to the copy machine to grab my papers and printouts and things like that and then roll back and one of the times that I pushed off of the desk I kind of pinched my nerve in my shoulder mm-hmm. so yeah my shoulder kind of hurts
0: oh. that sucks
2: <sighs>
0: first of all we can't take you anywhere and secondly feel better
2: thank you but yeah. I mean I, I have to inject some sort of fun in my work day or I go crazy too late. Well, yeah, I already am crazy, but I kind of go... <laughs> already had been.
0: <laughs> Alright, so for my Geek Roundtable, I don't really have anything to show off per se, except for this cool battery recharger, but I'll save that for next week. But um, I I finished watching Classroom of the Elite. It's really good. I can't wait till season three of that. Um, I was going to start on Oshi no Ko, but the first episode is 90 minutes, and I don't have a a time frame, time period open right now to watch that. Maybe tomorrow, maybe Thursday. Now, I did start on Tokyo Mew Mew New. That, that's really good. It looks like they're adding a little bit more filler or episodes to kind of do character, um... I guess, I'm not, I don't want to say character completement, but what they, character
1: development, thank
0: you that's what I'm looking for, character development that's, that's what they are doing with that, so that that's pretty cool here, so that's basically it's been my uh, Geek Roundtable, that and uh, working on convention photos and I'm hoping that tomorrow I can actually get up the videos from AAC they're edited but I need to create like the thumbnail. I just need to create those and put them up and just be like, blast them out there and be like, here you go. So, and let's see, it didn't refresh. Hold on. Uh, okay. The time, the thing did not refresh. It should have done that. I don't know why. All right, let's try this again. And there we go. There we go. So now that the geek round and that the geek roundtable segment is over, we're now going to go into our first story of the night about a popular voice actor changes his autograph policy. Now, what he's doing, I think all conventions should be doing this, regardless. Of your, of, of your temperature check coming in. Um, popular voice actor. Sonny Straight. You will probably know him as the voice of Krillin. From Dragon Ball. Uh, Hughes from Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, the teacher from Assassination Classroom. I forget that, that character's name. And, and a few others. Unfortunately. He was hit with COVID. This is his second time. In like four months. Catch, catching COVID. I have never had COVID. I know people who have had COVID and dealt with it, and it's not fun. So now, he has a new rule. People in his convention lines are going to get their temperatures checked. He has one of those, like, gun-type looking thermometers. He, his handler will be checking your temperature. If you Nothing have, that. yeah. If you have a fever, he will still see you, but you'll be given a mask, and you will not be able to come up no more than six feet from him, which I think is more than fair.
1: Yeah, I, like, I don't see any issue with this. No,
0: and 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 I'm and, and if you look at the comments on on his Facebook, everybody is like, "Yes, do this. This is a great idea. I don't blame you," and all that. And I think that's really that's really, really good, you know? So what I also feel is that conventions should do this. They there they should be their handlers should be there with the with the thermometer checking checking temperatures of everybody before they step up to the table. Like at Zenkai, where they have everybody sitting in the first row, someone can walk by and just tap, check everybody's head, and you're like, You're good, you know? If you're at other conventions where you're on a line, when you're towards the front, temperature checks across the board, And if there's anything that's, like, out of, that's an anomaly, it's up to the discretion of the voice actor if they want to do an autograph, this or that. It's on them. And I look at it this way. If the, auto, if the voice actor or actress says, if they have her temperature, I do not want, no, no, no. Or they stand six feet away and be like that's understandable. And you can't be mad about that. Because you gotta understand the most important part of a voice actor's career is their voice, and being sick is not going to help that at all. So I'm just saying again, I think more more cons should do something like that. It's just the little things really. And what are y'all thoughts on that?
1: I don't see a problem with this. You know, mm. Good for him one to, one to take care of himself.
0: I don't see
2: a problem with it, but some people still carry illness or can be sick without a fever. So you might as well just say, hey, you know, I'm not going to be doing handshakes anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if you want to come within six feet, you're going to have to wear a mask.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, there are ways to do it. Uh, I, there are, you know, people that are germaphobes that have very public faces, and most of them will do things to replace handshakes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um,
0: I... Like-
1: let and
2: me, Happy Mendel is a fist bumper.
0: T- t- let, oh. me, let me interject there real quick. Um hmm. I think it was uh 2013 or 2012. Um this is when I went to PAX East for the first time and I met Will Wheaton. I think that was the year that like the swine flu was going around, something like that. I totally met Will Wheaton in the hallways. He wasn't doing handshakes or fist bumps. But we were doing, like, elbow bumps, you know? Which, mm. because... Of the, I was like, that is more... And I said to him, that's more than totally fair. And because that, I couldn't get my picture with him, but I took a picture of him. So I thought that was really cool, so... Yeah. Maybe if yeah. I had a cooler it, phone, I could have done a long-distance selfie, be like, hey, you know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there there are ways to do it. But, I mean, you have a very public lifestyle. Yeah. And unfortunately... A lot of voice actors, when they get sick, they're they're just out of work. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know the the companies that you work for, they are not going to be happy if you have to take off too much mm-hmm. when you have lines. Yep. Especially if you are a character that is you know in the cast repeatedly. Because um, when main you
1: can- special. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. you get
2: sick and they're just going to go, all right, we're going to find somebody else. Sorry. And one, you're out that money. And two, it really disappoints the fans.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah. And you you gotta, you know, sometimes they'll be very understanding and sometimes they won't.
0: Well, if they're you not... Must, if didn't,
2: you have to worry about if the fans like your replacement more than they like you. If they're not willing,
0: fuck them. That's all. That's all I gotta say.
2: Right. So, I mean, and, you know, we've been saying that, you know, people are still getting sick. It's not like this has gone away. But even without COVID, you have, and everybody has experienced, con plague. Mm-hmm. Just because you have a very large group of people that are not necessarily as hygienic as they would normally be. Or just you have people in a very small area breathing the same stale air that everybody else is. So it's very easy to get sick in these situations. So something like this does make sense. But Uh at the same time, fever is not the be-all end-all of the figure of being sick. So if you want to make sure of that, then it's just, here's a fist bump, here's an elbow bump, and please wear a mask.
0: Uh, yep, again, more than fair. And if you don't like it, tough.
2: Yeah, I mean, there are still some conventions out there that have the plexiglass divider
0: mm-hmm. when
2: you're taking pictures with people. And I mean, you can get all up on the plex uh, plexiglass divider, you just can't you know give a hug or anything like that. A lot of conventions got rid of them, but there are still some because the actor or the actress or whoever requests it. Yep. And so it's brought out because they have them.
0: And as Omnia Style says, I've got masks for each of my costumes ready for amazement. Good for you for being a smart person.
1: I also thought it was neat when people were incorporating... Being masked into their co- cosplays, yeah.
0: AX was actually having a contest about that too. I thought that was pretty cool. All right, so we're gonna move on to our next story
1: here. If it anime any- art, co- the anime cover art plagiarized for textbooks.
0: Hmm. How, ex- how did this happen?
1: Uh. Bolivia's Ministry of Education has the multiple cases of artwork plagiarism discovered in the co- undercovers you know, co- of the uh, textbooks. These books, issued for 3rd, 4th, 5th, and 6th graders, feature trace assets from several popular manga and anime. Orange, Weathering with You Your Light in April, and Fruits, Basket or Identified Plagiarized Works. <clears throat> uh, Bolivia's Ministry of Education, and while I'm thinking about it, I will put a link the Article in the chat so you can look at it with us. Mm-hmm. They felt, they felt he, uh, Bolivia's Ministry of Education felt you need to address plagiarism after waves of condemnation rose from anime fans on social media. According to Edgar Parry, the Bolivian Minister of Education, his organization is considering taking legal action and disciplinary measures against the uh, government hired artists involved in the incident. Pairi also stated that the ministry is not planning to recall the textbooks since the contexts are not problematic and the appropriate and are appropriate for the intended age groups. And we have 1.1 million textbooks in the students' hands across the country. Um, Ichigo Tanaka's Orange manga debuted in Besso Margaret magazine in 2012. It's a romance drama that revolves around a 16-year-old girl named Naho Takamiya Tame- who receives a letter from her future self to compel her to help the transfer student name Kakeru Narese Overcome Depression. Telecom aired the film and TMS Entertainment adaptation to and, uh, Telecom animated film and TMS Entertainment adapted the manga into a thirteen episode series in 2016. Telecom also produced an animated film titled Orange Mirai, which offers an alternate retelling of the series from multiple characters' perspectives. Hmm. And uh yeah, if you wanna like you wanna look at the pictures and you know, it's pretty easy to see what they were going with. I mean, the poses do look very similar, you know, and the, the characters that just were traced are just looking more uh, culturally, not a pro, like they look more like, you know, Boliv- like Bolivian kids, I, I guess you would say.
0: It's sort of, in a way, it's sort of like how a Japanese game will come to the States and they'll change, like, the the sprites of the characters, but everything else is still intact, you know, and it takes like a smart I'd be like, wait, that's that game, you know. I I totally get it though.
1: Yeah, some like like the first like the second and third one it's just like parts of it were uh you know taken but mm-hmm. if you look at the last like the last one it's pretty much just like a copy and paste kind of thing. Got you. Like, like I don't even think they, uh, you know, like the uh textbook version doesn't even, you know, take the perspective into account. It's like, like the textbook under the camera's like looking at him front on, but or uh, the cover of Orange, it, is it? I guess it's a cover, or I'm not sure if it's the movie poster. But it, the camera's kind of like pointing down at him from an angle. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Alright. So, uh, you know, here's, like, how would, like, you gotta have, like, like, a really weird kind of, uh, like, eye for pointing out stuff like this. I, like, I would have never guessed that this stuff was traced.
0: You, look, that happens a lot more than you think. Like, like, the whole, what's, like, that that butch guy, I forget his name, um, the one that did the who was accused of doing the trace drawing of, of girl type Ranma. He worked on Butch I think, Hartman. Butch Hartman, yep. Him. Yeah. The whole Butch Hartman drama. Don't forget that, that, about that.
1: That wasn't even like no, that was like, that was tan compared to, you know, what Nick Simmons did.
0: What did Nick Simmons do?
1: He traced like one piece, death. Oh, oh and, like, right, three right, or right, right. Oh, you're talking
0: about Gene Simmons kid, right? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I remember. I remember that now. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Hell, one of you, one episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! A Bridge was described as just about the only thing Nick Simmons didn't plagiarize. <laughs>
0: wow! <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. Um, we're gonna get we're gonna get a little bit serious here. Uh, we we have an update on the Kyoto Animation uh case.
2: Yes. Yeah, so, uh, pre-trial proceedings for the Kyoto Animation arson murder, uh, will begin on May 8th at the pre-trial proceedings. The court, prosecution, and defense will decide on the specific schedule and the number of days required for the main trial that will take place between early September and late December. Uh-huh. The discussion at the pre-trial proceedings will also include any prior issues and evidence. Um, So, for those that might not know, uh, this occurred on July 18th of 2019. A man walked into Kyoto Animation Studio with 40 liters of gasoline, poured it all over the studio, and several of the employees before setting everything on fire. Uh, There were 70 people inside the building, and the fire killed 36 and injured 33. Um... So, yeah, uh, this is, you know, a very big studio who did quite a bit of, you know, very popular anime. Um, It's also why a lot of the anime uh, had to be delayed for a little while because of, um, you know, basically them not having a place to Mm -hmm. uh, come back to. Uh, but you're looking at uh, Violet Evergarden, Kaon, uh, Sound Amphonia, <clears throat> um, a silent voice, free, and uh, they also did um, Dragon Maid. uh
0: mm-hmm.
2: So yeah, um they ended up putting on a couple of different uh, events to try and raise money for the victims and they did end up uh, by the end of 2019 raising over 3.3 billion yen to support the victims and affected families. Um, The reason why the guy did it is because he basically said that they ended up stealing one of his ideas and running with it. And making a lot of money. And he was pissed off about that. Mm. Um, but yeah. So. The the fact that it's been so long. Since it occurred. Um, one. They had to wait until he healed. Because he burned himself in this. Um, but the fact that it's taken so long. For this trial to actually get underway. The fact that this is still. Just pre-trial. And them getting things together, um, it's. I mean, it's it's a foregone conclusion. They caught him in the act. It's just a matter of what his sentencing is going to be. Mm-hmm. And that will take a, a bunch of evidence into account. That'll take the the victims into account. Um, so we'll see exactly. What they, what time they allocate to give to all of this evidence, because obviously, you know, they're not going to drag it out for weeks and weeks and weeks, just so everybody can say their piece when everybody knows that he's guilty.
0: Works for me. Oh. Right. let me look at my rundown list again. Alright, so we have some actually some good news coming up. Um Saint Seiya is coming back?
1: Really? Ray.
0: I mean, I actually have like two of the DVDs. If I don't have my I might have given them to Mako. But I was actually watching it for a bit because I actually wanted to collect the series, but now that it's streaming... I
2: think this is one of the series that I have the collection of i think i bought the box set
0: mm. it's probably it's, it's probably the original it, series that adv put out
2: it might be i yeah. i would have to try and find it i don't know where it is oh, okay a lot of that stuff is still packed
1: mm-hmm. but uh i'm taking this one right yep yep so, uh, with the characters from Saint Seiya preparing to head to the big screen, the upcoming live action Knights of the Zodiac film, uh, the, clav- the classic TV an- anime adaptation, which originally aired in Japan for, from 1986 to 1989, is officially available to watch in English territories. Saint Seiya, Knights of the Zodiac, is now live with the remastered English dub. Mmm. Classic Saint Seiya: Knights of the Zodiac anime is also available to watch on Crunchyroll in Latin American tato- Latin American territories with both Spanish and Portuguese dubs. I'm I'm guessing, but, could, but since they said remaster, it's gonna be like it's not gonna be like the thing they put out in the uh like in,
0: no, no, in the our, early
1: odds with uh, them bleeding green. No, 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 oh, bleeding Gatorade. There we go.
0: Here's it's, the thing. All right, so. The original uncut series is Saint Seiya. Mm. The dub that was on TV, they called it Knights of the Zodiac. I forget the Spanish title, but the Spanish version of Knights of the Zodiac was basically the Latin American name of the series.
1: Yeah, it was Knights of the Zodiac translated into uh, Spanish.
0: Yeah, and I believe there was two updated series. There was another reboot where the main character was female, there was like a CG series, and now we have the upcoming movie, so. Los
1: Caballeros del Zodiaco.
0: That's it, thank you. And what, in this remaster, is basically, this is the original one that ADV put out. So this is basically the box set that Mako-chan has. And I'm definitely going to have to watch this. I'll, it'll just be part of my pending list because I have like a whole shit ton of anime. Woo! yeah. Bonds 006 says, "Yep, watch the reboot with the female protagonist," and I've heard nothing but good things about that. And now
1: I know they had a had a reboot with a female main character. Yeah, I think it's
0: called Saint Show, something like that. But. We're now going to talk about something we nobody wants to deal with. And 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 this will probably give other people other companies ideas and we kind of don't want that. But mm-hmm. it's understandable.
1: Bad ideas.
0: And what are we talking about? We're talking about Netflix. We have we may have discussed this earlier on the show or prior episode about password sharing and your account and so forth. So it seems that in the second quarter Netflix is going to be rolling out a, a password-sharing limit. They they originally launched this policy in test markets in Chile, Costa Rica, and Peru back on February 5th. They extended this new password-sharing policy to Canada, New Zealand, Spain, and Portugal later in that month. Netflix said in each of these countries there was an immediate cancel reaction, but it was eventually eclipsed by former sharers creating new accounts or paying more to formally add new users to existing accounts. The company has shared the policy on its U.S. FAQ page for removing it and attributing it to an error. The deleted policy FAQ page stated that all devices using a single Netflix account must be associated with one singular primary location that the company will verify through mandatory logins, to the same Wi-Fi connection every 31 days. Netflix will prompt secondary users from other locations to register their own account or for a second account. Subscribers who are traveling for an extended period of time will be able to request a temporary code for hotel smart TVs, company laptops, and other in-transit devices for seven days at a time. Subscribers will be able to add up to two secondary users who reside outside the primary location for an additional charge the streaming service is also offering a profile transfer feature under the new policy that will enable users to transfer queue lists and watch history to another account. The company announced that 1.75 million subscribers in the first quarter of this year, uh, bringing the global total of Netflix subscribers to 232.5 million, the highest number of subscribers in the world for a single streaming service. And on the flip side, if you want to call it that, Netflix announced that it will end its DVD rental service after 25 years. It will ship out its final DVD rentals on September 29th. The company began in 1997 as an online DVD purchase purchaser rental service, but shut it its DVD sale service after a year. Netflix then became well known as a DVD rental service, with its packaging coming in iconic red envelopes. The company launched its streaming service in 2007, which overshadowed its rental service over time. Now. I decided to stick my head into the forums, which is something you shouldn't do because half the people in forums don't know their ass from a hole in the wall.
1: <laughs> we have
0: one comment that says, this doesn't feel like a very good marketing move. People are already upset about it. Um, Netflix is probably the shittiest streaming service I use, and if I didn't pick it back off of a friend's account, I wouldn't use it at all. And so on and so forth. It's basically everybody saying that Netflix is not what it used to be. They're saying F you to Netflix. I- I'm going to be real with y'all. There's no need for you to curse Netflix. Because you're going to keep your subscription.
1: And, they don't, and they're not going to listen to you whatsoever. If I had a
0: nickel for every time somebody said they were canceling their subscription, I'd have enough nickels to buy people subscriptions regardless. I still have money left over. You're just mad. Honestly,
1: I just, I I just, I forgot they even did that. Like, I didn't know anyone who actually rented DVDs. Oh, my old room rented DVDs. My
0: old roommate, (laughs) he did that. It was like ten bucks a month, you know, to rent a DVD back and forth, which is certainly better than paying a fee to rent the DVD for three days and then get late fees if it's not back in time. Mm -hmm. So, again, let's be real. You're going to keep that Netflix subscription. You're going to renew that Netflix subscription. Because you're cheap. Now, here's my thing. I share my Netflix subscription with Mako. And Mako has a backup in case something goes wrong. Now. I don't. Oh, you don't? Mm Mm-mm. What happened?
2: Um... I never had her information. Oh. So when I switched everything over to our account, I lost her information. Whoops. Yeah.
0: All right. So my thing is, you have other providers who are allowing account sharing and so forth. But it's kind of given account sharing within the household. Now. If Netflix charges like two bucks a month for a for sec for, a sec- for a just secondary account to watch outside, two dollars is not going to break your wallet. It really isn't. I don't I think it's kind of messed up that you have to pay more money for a higher tier of streaming like four K. Which I do understand because that's a lot more bandwidth, you know? So the only thing is, I see is that we can see Max, Paramount Plus, Crunchyroll, High Dive. Other, I can see them trying to do this as well. Look,
2: as soon as all of the other streaming services do this, everybody is going to go back to stealing
0: shows. What made <laughs> you think? What made you think they stopped?
1: Yeah, pretty much
2: well the not it's not as bad as it was because of the password sharing because a lot of the series you know oh well it's on netflix and i don't have netflix so i'll just stream it you know i'll just grab it from you know from online mm-hmm. well the, the reason why all of these streaming services were successful was because it was cheaper to password share and get rid of cable. Mm-hmm. Well, now that everybody will have to have their own password, it's not cheaper to have all of these. So a lot of these companies are going to go bye-bye. It's just a matter of what ones are going to attract whoever. Mm-hmm. Because not for nothing, I have uh, Disney Plus, and I have Disney Plus connected to Hulu. That is the only reason why I have Hulu. I almost never watch anything on Hulu. So if it got to a point, I would probably get rid of Disney Plus and Hulu. Because it's the one that I watch the least. The ones that I watch the most are Netflix and Amazon Prime. So unfortunately those are both the ones that I password share for. Mhm.
0: I password I password share Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu. I'm getting hookups for Paramount Plus, Crunchyroll, and probably another one I'm forgetting. Oh yeah, I'm also paying for a high dive, and I'm sharing that. But fifty bucks for a year high dive ain't bad. It really isn't. So,
2: we'll, we'll see no. how this. I mean, and and then you have something like how Ronma and I have it. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a telephone family plan, and our Netflix comes through that. So, you know, here it is that this is a secondary system that is giving us the streaming service and then we can't both use the streaming service mm-hmm. which is just again ridiculous
0: and it's interesting like i have a fire stick with all the streaming services on it. i take the conventions so we have something to watch half the time i don't even break that stick out we're just by the time we get back to the room, it's like whatever's on TV, you know, or whatever game console is hooked up, you know. And nine times out of ten, it's a Switch and there's YouTube on there, so let's roll with that, you know?
2: Yeah, sometimes it's easier just going through YouTube and finding funny videos than sitting down and watching an actual mm-hmm. TV show.
0: But I still have it just in case, because you never know. hmm Anywho, we're going to get into our last story of the night before we get into Meanwhile in Japan. And I think this will make, will bring out the little, the little otaku in all of us.
2: Yeah, I, I kind of really want some of the uh, shirts in this line. Um, but uh, Uniqlo is doing a t-shirt line of Dragon Ball history, mm. and this is going to be Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and Dragon Ball Super, I think. Um, but the Dragon Ball manga ran for eleven years, and its anime adaptation for an even ten. Uh, so when the new story, uh, when the new line came out, they had plenty of story arcs to choose from. Um, but basically, they decided to go with all of them. So what they did is, it's called the History of Dragon Ball Collection. Mm. And just like there are seven Dragon Balls, there are seven shirts in the lineup, nice. each representing a different arc of the franchise from its beginning through the end of what became the Dragon Ball Z section of the anime. So there you go. For the Son Goku boyhood arc, we see young versions of Goku and Bulma from the back, uh, from back in the day when Dragon Ball's protagonists still needed to rely on motorized vehicles to get around. It's a really cute shirt. It has what looks like a little piece from the manga on the front of Bulma with a capsule, and then the back has her uh, capsule motorcycle thing with Goku riding behind her. Mm -hmm. Uh, The uh, Tenkachi Budokai arc, which is uh, in Goku... Gi Orange has Goku and Krillin chilling on the chest with the Dragon Ball logo. From the Saiyan arc, uh, it's a Dragon Ball Z logo on a blue shirt with a little uh, picture of Attack of the Saiyans, Dragon Ball Z on the back with Goku and Vegeta. Again, um, this looks more manga art than uh, anything else. Uh, Naturally, Frieza Frieza claims the largest territory uh, on that shirt. It is a black shirt with uh, Frieza and Goku uh, with the Dragon Ball Z on the bottom. This looks a little bit more uh, anime-esque. Uh, Then there are the uh, Android Arc T, which is a white shirt with a yellow and blue print of Android 16, 17, and 18. Again, looking more from the anime. Uh, And then while every shirt in the collection features awesome artwork, the real standout is the father and son scene for the Cell Arc, which is really, really cute. It again is on a white shirt, uh it is uh, Goku and Gohan as super saiyans on the back of a motorcycle eating ramen
1: that's adorable
2: and last but not least boo has the majin boo arc uh he is by himself and in kid boo form on a purple shirt so all of the above will be in available in men's sizes, small to extra, 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 extra large, and priced at about uh, 1,500 yen, which is $11.50. There's also going to be a kid-size lineup, uh, and that will only have uh, they'll have the same uh, pictures from the Cell and Saiyan arc, but different ones for the Frieza and Majin Buu arc. Uh, The Frieza arc one is a brown shirt with uh, just black uh, outline stenciling on the back with Dragon Ball Z and uh, Goku and Frieza fighting each other. And then the Boo arc is, again, a purple shirt, but it has basically the entire crew of the Boo arc um, with Boo holding up the Dragon Ball uh, logo with the uh, other characters on top of that. And then, yes, that means there are no kid-sized history of Dragon Ball shirts for the Sun Goku boyhood, mm. Shibodokai, and Android arcs. Uh, the final thing that is part of this, because if you're having trouble picking just one, or even just six you might want to consider the 10,900 yen complete box, which bundles all seven shirts and also includes an AR sheet of the seven Dragon Balls and a special 20-centimeter, 7.9-inch square sticker. So these shirts go on sale May 1st and can be purchased online through Uniqlo Japan's online store.
0: See, that reminds me when they had the Ronma, when Uniqlo had the one half shirts, and I didn't buy them because they were all girls' uh, women's shirts, and you're probably thinking, well, why did you get the men's ones? They didn't have any. And the ones in the women's, those had really cool designs, but they wouldn't fit me, so I was like, whatever. So. And to bring up something we talked about before, um, I... I believe a couple, a few episodes back, we talked about there's ads being run throughout the sh- throughout the show. So I will try to adjust the comer- the ads during the stream. Even if you have a even if you use your free subscription, they removed ad free viewing. So if you want to watch your favorite uh, Twitch streamers like us without ads, you'll have to sign up for Twitch Turbo. Which is like an extra eight bucks a month, I believe, if I'm looking at this correctly. Nope. Nine dollars a month. Wow. <coughs> well, running, running, a, running a streaming site ain't cheap, i tell you that much. All right. All right. Now that we got that out of the way, we're already getting the part of the show that y'all like more than anything else. Um, meanwhile, in Japan, let's see. Um,
1: I take the second one,
0: go for it. I'll take the last one. Okay, let's get the first one. Yes, you do.
2: All right. So, um, Sanrio Pearl land is turning into nightmare Land on select nights this summer. So cute and quaint are the best words to describe Tokyo's Senryo Land. The modest, modestly-sized Tokyo theme park's connection to the Senryo family of cute characters gives it a heartwarming charm all its own, with a focus on stage shows and meet-and-greet events. For example, right now, guests can catch a Kawaii Kabuki performance starring Hello Kitty, sit back and relax at the Gudetama the Movie show, or dance along with Pom Pom Purin at the Purin Purin Fitness Dance Activity. Or if you prefer, soon you'll be able to spend your time at Pearl Land hanging out with the Devil Tribe instead. The Devil Tribe is just one of six groups of nightmares who'll be taking over uh, Sanrio Pearl Land for two nights in June, along with the Zombie Tribe, Creature Tribe, Ghost Tribe. Clown Tribe, and Mad Tribe, the last of which seems to be a broadly and loosely defined alliance of armed mechanics or armed maniacs. The nightmares are coming as part of the Obaken Nightmareland events, a team-up between Pearl Land and Tokyo Horror Entertainment Design Company Obaken, the same team that organized the zombie camp that uh, Tokyo had a while back. This isn't the first time Pearl Land and uh, Obaken have joined forces, but this year's event is bigger than ever, turning six areas of the park into a massive multi-part haunted house. Hmm. Being a Japanese haunted house, it's walk-through format with monsters and other menacing presences leaping out at you. You're tasked with completing a puzzle-solving mission in each area, followed by unlocking the Box of Awakening in order to escape from the Horrific Realm. With the event's announcement ominously asking, can you wake up from this nightmare? You're also given a Sash of Life to wear upon entering the park, which the monsters will try to snatch away from you. But there's no word yet on what happens if they snatch your Sash of Life away. So, Nightmare Land will be taking place on the nights of June 10th and 17th with admission capped at 1,000 visitors victims per night. Uh, Pearl Land turns into Nightmare Land from 7 to 10 p.m. after the theme park's regular closing time and requires a separate admission ticket. And tickets can be reserved online for about 45 US dollars. And, uh, yeah, um, if you want, if you think it's a great time for family, your littlest children can be, uh, given free admission if they are two or younger.
0: That's precious.
2: Yeah, I don't know that you would want to take your two-year-old to a haunted house, especially a Japanese haunted house at that (laughs) Uh,
1: You know, when I saw the article for it, I'm thinking, wait, are they gonna make a nightmare version of Hello Kitty,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or they should probably just make friends with all the, all the, all, all the mind melting horrors? It'll turn a little, it'll turn like the inverse of a Kirby game.
0: A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of cool that they are doing something like this. But it just, it seems like the weirdest theme park to do it in.
0: <laughs> okay, fair. All right. So, then we're going to get into our second story. <sighs> wow. That's all I got to <laughs> say is just wow.
1: Aichi Man was arrested for failing to steal a very large donation box from a Shinto shrine. So yeah, these wooden shrines are called, these wooden boxes are called Saisen Bako and are intended for visitors to put money in either as offering to deities and shrine areas, or just, you know, donations for upkeep at, a t- at the shrine. They can be as high as 10,000 yen bills, but there's a the common belief that the 5 yen coin is the luckiest amount to give. But because these boxes are usually out in the open with relatively little security, there's sometimes the target of deeds looking to spend for a little spending cash. So there are stories of someone getting arrested for skimming some sacred scratch off the top, either by breaking a lock, fisting through the slots, or just flipping the whole thing over. And But, but it's much rarer to hear about someone trying to steal the entire box.
0: Wow.
1: It's, they're really big and usually made out of heavy planks of wood. But one 46-year-old man in Nisho shitty Ihe prefecture clearly overestimated his, his strength and tried just that.
0: <sighs> That's crazy. Oh,
1: pardon me. At about 3 p.m. local time on April 20th, nice, the suspect was spotted attempting to pick up a Nisho Shrine's box. A witness called police rush to the scene, but at the same time it took him to arrive, the man had apparently given up. He was picked up near the temple and only charged with attempted theft because he accomplished nothing.
0: <laughs>
1: and he want, admitted the charge he wanted the money for food, drinks, and cigarettes. But it was too heavy to lift, as he put it. Like, if you was strong to pick one of those up, you had no problem getting a manual labor job. He would have got more sympathy if he would stopped at food and drink. I mean, they're not wrong. When I was a kid, I used to put chewing gum on a stick and pick coins out. Gross. Use a string or something, you idiot. Hmm. Ugh. I know that feeling you I have cigarette money. It makes you a little bit crazy. Not helping. Mm-hmm. And guess it's time to start working out. Oh, he would ha- Like, even if he was strong enough, he'd have to carry the highly conspicuous box home in broad daylight, open it, dispose of the evidence, and pick up whatever bad mojo comes with ripping off of a shrine.
0: Jeez.
1: I mean, like, I'm not even religious, but I'm like, dude, this is just fucked up. Like, like, that's like this is on par with like stealing from a friggin' charity or, or a homeless shelter or something like that. It is very much a. Who the fuck does this?
0: Now, I, in a way, I get it and I understand Wait,
1: but, it. Was he unemployed?
0: Probably, but it didn't say. But he probably yeah, was.
1: I mean, like, if if it did say unemployment, I'd be like, really? This guy didn't have a job? You don't fucking say. Like, the hell is wrong with some people?
0: No, I'm... Some people are down on their luck.
1: All right, you can have the last one.
0: Well, uh, thank you. Now, our last story of the night, which... Oddly enough, when it comes to KFC... The the articles usually somehow come to me. Gee, I wonder why.
2: Hey, you had the option of
0: taking the first one. Uh, uh, uh. Oh that is true, but that's more. Uh, that's more up your alley. I dare not deny you of that. <laughs> so, as you know. KFC is famous for its fried chicken, and other chains are well-known for their hash browns. But what if you could combine the two together for the ultimate indulgence? Well, that dream is about to become a reality, thanks to a new range coming to Japan called the Karihoku Hash Filet Burger.
1: And every stoner in the Japanese eye suddenly went,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's be real. And the makucham's probably going, Go on, scratching her chin. <laughs> Karihoku combines the Japanese word for crunchy and soft and crumbly, which perfectly describes the textual sensation of these new burgers. KFC says the hash browns have been specially made with fine granulated breadcrumbs and heated at the lowest possible temperature to maintain a slightly chewy texture in the potatoes so they don't crumble when combined with the other fillings. I just realized it's been a very long time since I've had hash browns. <laughs> they are
1: three. What, like different, the hash brown patties.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. They oh, they're really good, especially when they're really crispy. Mm-hmm.
0: There are three different burgers you can get, Any from anything ranging from to barbecue and spicy flavors. They have what's called the first one is the Karioku hash fillet burger, and let's see. The barbecue sauce in this burger has been carefully crafted after trialing over 40 kinds of ingredients to create the perfect mix that complements both the fried chicken and potato. My God, when I go to Japan, I'm going to come back 15 pounds heavier. (coughs) Maybe five with all the walking I'll be doing. Now, there's also the Karihoku Hash Spicy Filet Burger. There's a salsa sauce in the burger to help provide a sweet heat to the mix. With a cheddar cheese sauce serving to balance the overall taste while marinating the spicy impact. Interesting thing. Saturday I ordered Mexican for dinner. And I paid $1. fifty for extra salsa. And when I got my food, there was an extra container of sauce. And I'm just like, I ordered salsa. Oh, wait a minute. Salsa is sauce. I'm thinking like, the salsa that you put on tacos and stuff like that, you know, like for the, for the dip, you know, that like when you dip your chips and stuff like that, I'm thinking that, you know, but eh, the heat wasn't so bad. And now we have the Cadihoku Hash Fillet Burger. This forbidden burger sandwich has a hash brown between two pieces of fried chicken creating a heavyweight and overwhelming presence that promises to be the most filling option in the whole collection. All the burgers are set to go on sale at KFC stores nationwide starting tomorrow, but they're only being made in limited quantities with sales ending soon as they run out, so be sure to get in quick if you'd like to try them. And if we have any fans in Japan who are going to try to set, try these burgers out, the sandwiches out, please let us know. We'd like to hear from
1: also, they're made from two chicken patties. This like KFC is intru- uh, like, being introduced like Japan KFC. It's being introduced to the double down.
0: Yeah, but the double down doesn't have any bread on
1: it, right? No, it's just like two pieces of chicken with the bacon and cheese yeah. in the middle of it,
0: I, some sauce. I don't. I I haven't had that in years. I don't think I want another. It was one. only
1: back for a little while, I think.
0: Yeah.
1: And also with the, with the hash browns in it. It technically makes this a breakfast double down.
0: That is true.
1: I mean, KFC doesn't serve breakfast, so we wouldn't see that over here, but, you know.
0: And I can see myself eating that and dipping it in uh, maple syrup. (laughs) And bonzo 6 says, hold up, when is that coming to the state? There is a KFC (laughs) three blocks away from me. I don't think this is coming to the state. The closest to a Japanese influence on food in the States we've in a retail chain we've had is 7-Eleven. I mean, 7-Eleven is owned by a Japanese corporation now, and some of the stuff that they have in those con beanies we're starting to see here, so it's not so bad, you know? But let's be real. Japanese 7-Eleven um, convenience store food is pr- is definitely leaps and bounds better than what we have here. So
1: yeah, yeah It's on a much higher echelon. Yeah.
0: So, shall we go ahead and wrap up the show for tonight? Sure, sure. Awesome. All right. Let me queue up the theme so we can transform and roll out. And Bozo6 says I'm 15 feet away from a 7 Eleven. You lucky bastard. Anywho. If you like tonight's show, tell a friend. The internet will tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers. We're independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So what we like and don't like, we're going to tell you straight up. If you have any questions about the show, you can drop us a line at podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. Again, that is podcast at session.com. We're here to believe you. Don't forget to check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where you will see our weekly, um, podcast, uh, convention reports, anime, uh, reviews, editorials, cosplay tips and tricks, cosplay interviews, and a whole lot more at AnimeJamSession.com. Don't forget to follow our podcast on your portable device, your Android phone or your iPhone or whatever. Download any podcasting app, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, search Anime Jam Session. All of our episodes are there, so definitely check them out. And what's cool is these apps have the ability for you to leave a review. So if you have a couple of minutes, please leave a review. We greatly appreciate that. And if you're watching li- a all lot, right, all right. don't forget to follow us on our social media. YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Follow us on those so you know when we're going live, when articles are going up, when the podcast is going up, and so much more. And if you're participating with us live right now, right below us on on the page is a link to our Ko-Fi and our stream elements. If you click on those, you can throw us a few dollars. We really appreciate that. All proceeds go right into keeping the site going and then some. Also, if you want, you can always cheer us on with bits. You can also do gift subscriptions or you can subscribe yourself. We really appreciate all the little stuff like that. So now we're going to go around the room. Last words, Ari
1: go to bed this has been a very long ass day and i'm tired of it agreed
0: last words mako-chan i am very very sleepy my last words i have an instant noo- instant curry noodle in my cabinet i'm going to eat that watch anime edit the show and go to bed well that is it end of list We'll be back next week with a brand new episode and i'll have my review of castle point i've already had some issues with it but we will get into that next week so we're gonna transform and roll out and get out of here so i'm ranma i'm ari and i am mako chan great fight great night see you next week
1: good night everybody
0: night say good night mako chan good night mako chan perfect awesome We're out of here. See you all next week.